you know, when it opened and I was so excited, but I was already on to the what's next. Yep. And I wasn't truly, and I, and, you know, and I talk about that with some of them, you know, business owners, sober, not sober, just like, you know, it's always trying to improve, always trying to, you know, how can I make this better? How can I serve more? And sometimes I just need to just like be still and like be present and be like, this is cool. And when I get in my head, you know, it, you know, not to make this like a kind of like, you know, negative or dark, dark type of deal, but like, you know, I'll have someone to be like, hey man, can you do me a favor? If I'm on the phone with them, can you, are you at your office? Cool. Can you walk outside and go look at Clint Moore? Isn't that the road that you wanted to kill yourself on when you left jail because you were coming home and your life was over? And I'm like, point taken, got it. My name is Alyssa and today's episode is about setting realistic goals for the new year. Today in our panel, we have Matthew Williams, founder of FroPro Snacks, legacy ambassador for Lululemon, podcast host for Wake Up the Sun, certified recovery coach, etc. I mean, you just do so many things. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Wow. Tell everyone for what FroPro is and where they can find it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Yeah, here. of course. It's always cool. Uh, I love traveling for my podcast, but my name is Matt Williams. Uh, all the cool things that you did say are <laughs> cool accomplishments from being a sober man. Um, but yeah, FroPro uh, is an organic peanut butter snack bar. Um, deliciously crafted here, locally manufactured in our kitchen, which is right next door and distributed right in the back of where we're sitting, um, to Whole Foods, gyms, juice bars, online at Amazon. You can find us at froprosnacks.com. Uh, yeah, plenty of ways to go about finding us and connecting with us on social media. Uh, so yeah, that's like the long and short of it. Well, thank you. And yeah. it's a delicious snack. And I can thank tell you. you, I can smell it while I'm here. So They, they just finished producing. That's kind of like one of the pluses <laughs> when people come by to get the tour. It's If you catch the end production run, it smells like peanut butter. And <laughs> it's a pretty awesome smell. It's 2023. And you're probably thinking of a good New Year's resolution if you haven't thought of one already. How realistic is this goal? Is it something you can achieve short-term or long-term? What is it going to take to achieve this goal? These are all questions you might want to ask yourself while thinking of goals for your recovery journey, especially for those in early recovery. Listen in as we discuss with our guests best practices for setting goals and what it can lead to in the life of recovery. Let's not just set goals, let's achieve them this year. Love that. So Matt, our first question is, what is the difference between a realistic and unrealistic goal for someone? Mm. Well, I think in in regards to recovery, uh, again, one of the hardest things getting sober was... I think for me, hoping that I would have a, a quote unquote normal life again, yeah. right? And, and the struggle of, you know, I felt like I was a professional. I went to school. I achieved some, you know, degrees and masters and all this cool stuff. But I was like really unfulf- unfulfilled. And a lot of the things that I really enjoyed doing, and again, I love teaching. I love coaching. Um, I kind of took it for granted. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, in early sobriety, like setting goals was like initially like, hey. I don't want to drink today. Right. Um, and get to the end of the day and rest my head on a pillow and be like, okay, I didn't drink today. That was like the number one realistic goal I could have uh, have had. I definitely future tripped or whatever you want to call it, forecasted, <laughs> or there's a bunch of different words that people use. But there was definitely points in time where I was like, yeah, but I have this wedding, I'm going to this. And, and my the person that kind of helped me out at the time was like, you know, where are your feet right now? Right. And what can you do today? What can you, what can you accomplish tomorrow? Uh, if you get tomorrow, and, and that was the thing, was just focusing on like little, little segments, right? And that mm-hmm. was like realistic for me. Unrealistic was, you know, looking at like, hopefully I get a year and like, you know, if I get a yes. year, I'm going to do this. And it was, okay, just again, try to chop it up into small segments. So I think 
it being 2023 for, for myself, um, you know, my biggest thing now, like I thankfully haven't had the desire to want to have a drink or a drug in a long time. Uh, so I constantly work, you know, on emotional sobriety and like mm-hmm. kind of one of my mentors and, and someone that holds me accountable is like, you know, that kind of like bubble, right? That, that hula hoop of, you know, how am I going to show up for other people and how am I going to present myself in a way that is honest, open, uh, and, and not, you know, putting on airs like we can do and just be like, yeah, this is me. I'm still, you know, an alcoholic and I'm an addict. Right. Uh, you know, fortunately I have a lot of other things that I, you know, I'm, I'm a husband, I'm a business owner, uh, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer and, and, and just kind of come, come correct with that every single day that I get. And I still try to keep that as realistic as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, with the, the whole business side of things, um, I think, you know, my wife and I, um, we sit down and we talk about that, right? Like mm-hmm. before the new year started, we're like, hey, what would we like to do, you know, uh, relation, like in our relationship? What would we like to do professionally? What would we like to do um, in, in several different categories? And I don't think, you know, when we share with each other, I don't think it's, we're never, we're never at a point where like, that's super unrealistic. It's, there are certain levels that, yes, we're eventually going to get there. Right. right. And I think, too, that just comes back to, like, again, digesting certain small, relatively achievable goals to get to it. So I don't think I've ever, you know, set something unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But if you were to say, hey, Matt, like, what would be something super unrealistic for you to say? Like, I want to make $20 million by June of this year. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I know that's unrealistic. Right. To me now, some people be like, "You don't believe in yourself," and there's that other school of thought. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I I feel like if you can break it down into small parts, and you can say, "This is what I'm going to do day after day. This is what I hope to achieve in three months, six months, nine months." And that's what I also learned when I went through a program in early sobriety, which was sobriety's number one, and then all the other things. If you work your program and you kind of do the things that you did to get sober, you can do that and pretty much anything else you do, you get to do if that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, I love that you brought that up too because it's so true. People in early recovery, having a year sober and you know having a relationship with their families might seem unrealistic at the beginning. True. And it's like, that's when you have to focus on, okay, just don't drink for today. Don't use for today. Yep. That's your realistic goal. But it's such an amazing thing to be able to witness and tell people that that unrealistic goal that you think you have can become very realistic in the future. Absolutely. Just keep doing the realistic ones day by day. Correct. I agree. So why else do you think it's important to set goals in early recovery? <laughs> um, well, I think you have to know where you want to go. And mm-hmm. I, it's, it's funny. I, I, you know, social media is social media and, you know, read a lot of quotes and, you know, read motivational things. And I sat down with a buddy and we talked about like, everybody has these goals. Everybody's motivated to do stuff, but sometimes we don't know where we are. Right. And we don't know how to, it's like, I know where I want to go. I know what I want to do. <laughs> However, I'm not really sure where I am. And, and I think, you know, when you, you get to that point of when you get sober, you hit a bottom and you start over, it's like, okay, now I know where I am. You know, I spun my wheels for years, right? Like, being a coach, you know, being Mr. Williams, teaching this, and then like living a double life, bartending, city, darkness, just like really like illicit shit that just wasn't, you know, true to who I was. Mm-hmm. So I think like one of the things that I think writing those out when I was using, it was, I knew I wasn't going to hit it. Like I deep down knew that like this is just a wish. Yeah. 
and like I'm not going to put in the work because like I'm scared. And I was scared of success. I was scared of failure. I was scared of what you thought of me, what someone else thought of me. So I think when you get sober, and it's like setting those goals of like, hey, today I want to you know go you know interview, and you know if I'm like or at least right, I want to go interview at a couple different places. And the places that I interviewed weren't matched up to the education that I had achieved. So again, I had to check my ego at the door and mm-hmm. I had to have help with that. And someone was like, you're not going to get a job in what you did because remember, you didn't honor that when you were there. So I had to go get like a 10 to 12 hour job, you know, cooking in the kitchen, which is nothing wrong with that. Right. But like I had to humble and be humbled from my actions to say, okay, cool. And, you know, say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the best cook for the time that I'm there. I'm going right. to be the best person on the line for the time that I'm the, there. Being I'm realistic. Gonna, right. And, being, and keeping it realistic, right? So I think, you know, having set goals of saying, all right, you know, again, if I'm trying to do something and I want to, you know, again, with like just say FroPro, like I had no idea. I was sitting in an office. I was thankful to have a job. And it was one of those things where it was a friend that said, hey, we have something for you. But like they give me projects. I would complete them in two to three days, but they gave me a week and they said, yeah, just be here to assist if we need you. And that was, okay, I'm going to be here, but I'm also going to look into other things. And that's where I started to kind of like approach different ideas and different things that like I read about. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try this, like see what happens. I definitely want to get back into coaching. How am I going to do that? Who's going to hire me? I was worried. Like, I have to be honest. I was told to be honest. And, you know, going to someone like, hey, I just threw away my entire life. I'm 28 years old and I don't have a teaching job. I don't have this, this. Hey, will you hire me? Not a lot of people are hiring. Yeah. But because of being honest, and those are one of the goals, like, be as honest as I could be, things and doors started to open. And I had to walk through them and, like, be courageous enough, thanks to a lot of people supporting me, to actually get it done. So, how did FroPro come to fruition? <laughs> So it was. I'm so curious. Right. So, literally, the craziest thing we're sitting in our office. I used to work at an office right down the street for a family friend. Same thing, working on projects, was online. And again, I was biking everywhere or taking the bus. I lost my ability to drive. And I was like, I need to make a snack. I made a snack just from trying it out at my house. And there was a couple people that, you know, if I left the office, I would bike and I would bike to Patrick Park and I would train people. I would train kids in baseball and like do camps and bike to other people's houses and train their kids like either in, in uh, you know, in you know education, like we do like homework and mm-hmm. I'd be a tutor and then we'd go outside and, you know, use weights. And like it was just kind of like the kid comes from, from school and I get to do both things with them and kind of help them because like it, I was good at it. Mm-hmm. And then everywhere I went, I had these little bars wrapped in, they weren't even wrapped in anything. They were just in a, <laughs> they were just in a bag. And then I would eat them and people were like, what is that? And, you know, I started sharing them with people. I started, you know, just kind of being like, you know, here, what do you think? And I was nervous. Yeah. I thought, you know, if, if one person was like, ugh, that's gross, <laughs> it would have devastated me. Yeah. And there were people that were like, I'm not a peanut butter fan. And I like took that like personally. And I was, oh, and I, yeah, like, butter. how do you not like peanut butter? <laughs> But there's people that don't, and there's people that are allergic. And I knew that from right. being a teacher, but it just went from those things where it's when someone said, hey, and sat me down and like, hey, what are we going to call this? And I was like, I don't know. It's like frozen protein, fro pro. They were like, <laughs> like did this whole thing, like went on the computer and like, oh, you can buy this website. And I was like, well, what does that mean? You know, and, and, and like I've shared this, it's like the weirdest thing, like, People helped me when I couldn't help myself mm-hmm. and kind of guided me in that direction. And 
I handed over my credit card and I didn't have a lot of money and it was just like, hey, now you own 10 website domains and it's gofropro.com, .edu, blah, 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 blah. Now go out and test it. And I was like, if we're talking about goals, I was like, I don't even know what you mean. <laughs> like, I don't, like, how? Mm-hmm. I've never been, a, I've never done a business. I've, I've only been a teacher and a coach and I lost all that because I'm an alcoholic, I'm a, an addict, I'm a loser. You know, like, I, that's how I felt. Yeah. And it was just through the power of literally just sharing it with people and, you know, eventually with the opening of like my friends at Open Slash, you know, and I'm training there and like getting to interact with people not in sobriety and kind of like quote unquote normal people. Yeah. I was like, hey guys, do you mind if I put this out just to see what people think? And please do not tell anybody it's mine because God forbid that, you know, like I don't, I didn't want them to be like, oh, the poor sober kid that doesn't have anything was 28, that loser. Like, let's be nice and say it's good. Like, yeah, that's it's how like I treat Unbiased opinion. Right. And people liked it. And someone wanted to try it and she's like, hey, what's in it? And they're like, and they kind of like gave me the look and I'm like, yeah, I'll talk to her. And she's like, I can't eat this because I don't do dairy because I just was using random protein. She's like, can you make it vegetarian, vegan? I said, sure. What does that mean? <laughs> change the protein powder. So I went out, changed the protein powder, and I brought it to her. And she's like, this is really good. Bring it to my store. I, this was before juice bars exploded. And it was a little store in East Boca. And she goes, bring me a sample of it, you know, like wrapped. Mm-hmm. So I brought her a sample. She's like, cool, can you make me 100? I was like, uh, maybe, sure. And I, I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And I literally made her 100, brought it to her, and had friends that like were lawyers that like gave me a stack of papers that like showed I like, was serious. And she laughed, <laughs> and she was like, how much did this cost you to make? And I was like, I have no idea. She said, well, here's the deal. I'm going to pay you this when I sell all of them. I learned what consignment meant. And I said, okay, thank you. And I left. And three days later, she called me and she's like, hey, can you make me 100 more? I sold out. And she put them right at checkout. So when people came in and got their juice or their smoothie or whatever other item they were getting, she said, hey, why don't you try this new product? And people bought it. And it was just like word of mouth. It was just yeah. like just completely like grassroots of, hey, these are great. Did it a couple times. And she said, hey, talk to my friend in Delray. She's opening a juice bar. When talked to her, she ordered a couple. And somebody else. And somebody else, and then it eventually got to the point where we had an opportunity to like essentially walk into Whole Foods corporate, thanks to my wife knowing someone from childhood camp, and literally <laughs> was like, "Hey, pitch this product." And we went into you know a very scary room. Yeah, I bet people sitting at a table like this, just kind of like you know hands like this, kind of like looking at us. Products everywhere, like they've been pitched all you know all day long. All day long. And I'm talking about the, you know, first off, they try the product, see a couple smiles, a couple nods, a couple, you know, hmm. And then, you know, Chelsea starts talking about the product. I start talking about the product and there's like no, there's no like interaction, facial change. And then Chelsea just like flipped the script and she's like, guys, listen, like we can tell you about our product all day. We can talk about, you know, how great it is, how good it is for you. She's like, but the real truth is, is like, this is a passion project. Matt's ex year sober. At that time, I think I was like five years sober. She's like, and this is literally something that he did for fun and for himself, and it's grown, and we're sharing it. And, you know, we just, this is our story. Mm-hmm. And that's when that honesty of like, again, we're talking honestly about the product. Yeah. But like when I shared my story, that's when the guy was like, that's it. And he related to 
his own family struggle with addiction and alcoholism. And he go, you know, we talked. He said, all right, you know, you're going to have to do this, 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 this over the next year. And if that gets done, I can't guarantee anything. But if that gets done, you'll have a chance to possibly be in one to four stores as a test pilot program. And I was like, cool. And we did everything they asked us to do. Yeah. And even down to like the FDA and like Whole Foods has their own like lab coat, white glove service that comes in and checks everything you're doing. And we passed and they're like, cool, let's give it a go. And we got into four stores. Um, Delray wasn't a thing yet. So it was Boca, West Palm. Yeah, Boca, West Palm, Palm Beach Gardens, and there was one, uh, Wellington, four stores. And I remember we launched in there, and it was great. And then what happened? Amazon bought everything. Wow. And I was like, we're done. Like, this is a huge company. That's it. You know, there's no, absolutely no reason for them to keep us around. Like, what do we, you know, but they, they took care of the local program, and they kept us around. They, like, cut a lot of things and a lot of different jobs at the corporate level to, like, streamline everything, but they kept the local program. And we became kind of like like a little champion for them because they were like, this is a really cool story that a husband and wife did and, like, who's, who set out to do something and not to make a business, not to do anything. And, you know, here we are sitting, you know, however many years later, just feeling like we're getting started. Yeah. You know, that was an idea in 2011, a business in 2013. In 2016, Chelsea came on board to, to essentially run it. And now we're here in 2023. It's a women-owned business. She owns the majority of the company because she, she, like, she does it. I can't sit at a desk. <laughs> we can't have two, you know, you, I know you run the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, like, I know you run the show at work and at home. Like, you run it. And there can't be two chiefs. Right. And it's, it really works. Like, mm-hmm. there's certain things she's really good at that, that I'm not. And there's certain things that I'm really good at that she's not. Like, we can both do it. But like we do what we we do what works. We yeah. have those. This is what we have to do every day. Like I wouldn't call them goals, but like our job, our operations, and and it works. And it, it got to the point where we you know we're in all of Whole Foods in Florida. We've expanded to fifteen states. It's amazing. And again, there's highs and lows, and like oh, I'm sure there's tremendous growth, and then some periods of like just kind of like getting by, and then a pandemic hit, and it was like, what's going on? Are we going to be okay? And our gym side of the business, that's like the fun side even too, like that close, it was just, it, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's, but I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, like I loved teaching and coaching. I loved interacting with, you know, students, with families. And I get to do that with this, right? Like I get to do podcasts with awesome people. And like, like I love this. If Chelsea, this Chelsea doesn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> this is your thing. This She's got her thing. thing. You've right. got your thing. She runs the show and I get to like, we kind of laugh. Like I get to be the director of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm the founder <laughs> and the director of fun. She is the CEO and we have a director of operations now. We have, uh, you know, we have a really solid team that it feels like a family. Yeah. And like, like w- what can be better than that? There's so many good messages to your story, you know, just with the business in general, you know, setting goals for yourself, taking chances on yourself, starting a business when you really weren't sure what was going to happen, having blind faith, right? And not really expecting a whole lot out of it. But when you have a good product, you know you have a good product because the growth happens organically like it did. Like doors just opened 
in certain areas. And trust me, there was a lot of work, obviously, sure. as you just explained. But I think there's so much that goes back to recovery and like being in the right place and doing the right thing and like good things just happen to you. Mm-hmm. And then also using your story of recovery and being a changed person in a boardroom with terrifying people at Whole Foods because people relate and connect and not being afraid of who you are in your story. And I, and again, that what, what it's crazy how like everything unfolds, but to get to that point, I also had to step out of my comfort zone when we did like this like cool project where someone, when I was training at Slash, someone was involved with a marketing company and they were getting essentially hired to make a cool video about a comeback story. And someone's like, call Matt. And I'm like, I, and, I, and I, I, I read and looked at the other stories of like people's, and I'm like, yo, these people have over, like, I, 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 I couldn't stop drinking and drugging. Like, yeah. and I'm very grateful to be sober. But some of the stuff that I read and I, 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 I watched, I was like, you know, I was like, I, I don't even, I'm, I'm, I don't need to be in this conversation. Like, <laughs> I vote for them. You know what I'm saying? And like, I was like stunned to be one of the top three. And like, the community came out. Like, yeah, you know, treat like people that I knew, people that I knew through other people came out and voted. And like, we got to the final three. I was running the New York City Marathon and bang, the commercial won it and like it aired and it was like a cool 15 minutes but it connected me to a lot of people that were like, hey, I was like folding laundry and like heard a voice and was like, man, that sounds like my someone from my past and I looked and I was like, I thought you died. Wow. Or I can't believe you're okay. Or hey, can we have a conversation so-and-so in my family struggling? What do you think I should do? And that was the first time I really stepped out because the first couple of years, like I was very grateful to be sober. I was very, I don't say proud, but I was like, all right, I'm doing this. This is great. Right. Like I'm back in my family. Like, you know, people can count on me again. Like I'm accountable. I'm putting in the effort. But I was still like incredibly afraid to be, to be like honest, right? And to be out there with my story because I, I was afraid of what someone would, you know, there's like that stigma to it, yeah. right? And I was scared. And then someone, you know, basically had to like set me right, like always, and was like, really isn't like in the nicest way, I'm sorry for saying this, no one fucking cares, <laughs> right? Like, like if you can help someone, that's all that matters. And if the people that are upset at you for being honest and sharing your story and think it's not appropriate, screw them. You're helping somebody, and that's and then when that video came out, I was like, "Oh, I'm helping somebody," and I was reconnecting to people. And again, with social media, like someone sees something and it's like, boom, Instagram, boom, Facebook, boom, TikTok, whatever your whatever platform you're on. And I was like, "This is incredible," and that's what allowed me to like again stand in front of a boardroom of Whole Foods executives to be like, "Yeah, like this is the deal," and not lose my shit because mm-hmm. I get emotional and like it's very it's. This wouldn't have been possible, and again, I, if I hadn't gotten sober, and the right. people that were there when I when I got here, like if if I had done something completely different, you know, because like for years I did something completely different, and like you know, like stopped doing things for a little bit of time, and like went out and just completely blew up my life repeatedly. Sometimes it took a couple months, sometimes it took a couple years, but like coming into you know a, a fellowship, a, a program. A community of sober mm-hmm. individuals was a game changer. Yeah, and I think that there's a again negative stigma anywhere you go. Florida has gotten its share of bad publicity. Oh yes, we have. But, <laughs> but there is a real, true, strong sober community here. 
if you choose to tap into it. And that's, again, comes down to what are you going to do? Are you going to, is your goal to be a sober person, a sober man, a sober woman? And, and, you know, here's what you have to do. Do it or don't. Yeah, it's so true. You know, there's so many people out there that are sober and successful and they can, you know, directly thank their sobriety for that success that they have today. And it doesn't have to be working in a treatment center. Like you said, it could just I be did. the I did. community. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, worked, I worked in one for, I, I got the experience. Yeah. Not only to go through a program, but to work there. It's just the community. 100%. You're, you're so right about it. It's the community. We there lift is the each underbelly. other up. We support each other. There is That's the why underbelly. I'm here right now interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is great. I was like so stoked about this. <sighs> Good stuff. Do you think that there's such a thing as having too many goals at one time? Um, just I, doing too much? I'm glad you said it that way because yeah, I was about to say there is doing too much and I'm guilty of it and I've had you know people in my life that are like hey man like you know enjoy and be present mm-hmm. you know because I remember you know when I gave you the tour the first space that we're in before we came into the office side I remember you know when it opened and I was so excited but I was already on to the what's next yep and I wasn't truly, and I, and, you know, and I talk about that with some of you know, business owners, sober, not sober, just like, you know, it's always trying to improve, always trying to, you know, how can I make this better? How can I serve more? And sometimes I just need to just like be still and like be present and be like, this is cool. And when I get in my head, you know, it, you know, not to make this like a kind of like, you know, negative or dark, dark type of deal, but like, you know, I'll have someone to be like, hey man, can you do me a favor? If I'm on the phone with them, can you, are you at your office? Cool. Can you walk outside and go look at Clint Moore? Isn't that the road that you wanted to kill yourself on when you left jail because you were coming home and your life was over? And I'm like, point taken, got it. Okay. <laughs> you know, but um, I think it's really good to have goals. I think it's good to have, you know, aspirations. I think what sometimes can be a challenge is having expectations for those Mm -hmm. things. And those expectations, again, this is not my own language. This is, you know, some of those expectations can lead to future resentments um, and resentments at myself, at my loved ones, at those closest to me. And, and that doesn't serve anything. Um, So yeah, there's definitely times that I burnt myself out, you know, it's like trying to build this off the ground. It was, you know, for three years, it was, Working at a corporate job, nine, you know, different hours, not even nine to five. Work, you know, training in the morning, going to corporate, you know, offices, yeah. being in the kitchen late at night, you know, taking, you know, taking buses to drop off product, like for for three years straight, and it was it was exhausting. Oh but yeah, I loved it, but there were times, even you know, I think it was like two, no, it was like right before COVID, where I just felt exhausted. Mm-hmm. But I loved everything I was doing. I was just doing too much, and like. A mentor of mine was like, hey, man, like, you know, you're sober. You have this beautiful wife. You have a nice business. And you have a lot of people that love and care about you. Why don't you, like, enjoy it? <laughs> Be I, in the now yeah, for a and second. I was, like, I was like, that's a really hard thing to do because of all those little goals you set. Because I didn't think I'd ever, like, again, you hear it all the time, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm your husband's probably said it too. If you had told me what my life would be like, like X number of years ago, whatever it was, I would say you were crazy, yep. probably punch you in the face and run the other way. I wouldn't have believed it. Had you said this in 20, or excuse me, 2009, I'd be like, what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna own my own business. I'm going to be married, own a home, and like get to enjoy cool shit. <laughs> I, I would have been like, nah, 
that's not you're talking about someone else. Yeah, those were unrealistic goals for us at that time. Hundred percent. Been there yeah. for sure. Yeah. Crazy. It is so crazy. Yeah. It's a beautiful life that you can live. You know. It re- so yeah. True. And even you know, there's even those times when it was like just getting sober, and like I laugh, like Chelsea and I will laugh, like having the mattress on the ground, watching three DVDs that like on repeat. <laughs> No and cable. Like, like no cable. <laughs> Not having a ton of money, but like there was limited responsibility. It was like so simple. And it still is. But now there's other people. Again, like you have a family. You're yep. about to have an, you know, another child. Yep. And it's like the accountability and the responsibility just increases in the best way possible. And like I think too, it's like it creates more room to do even more cool shit mm-hmm. in life. Right, yeah. Like being a mother, being a wife, you know, being a, being a step, you know, like the yeah. whole deal, creating a business. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I, I remember when you showed up and you were making those uh, the waffles, I, the waffles, <laughs> and I was like, this is so fucking cool. <laughs> I was like, this is great because they were delicious and like, what a fun thing. Yeah. And it was like you, you could see, even though you, know, you guys were making them, it was hot, sweaty, but it was just like they're doing it. It's great. Yeah. Like, why not? Well, that was that was our um, our take on it. You know, it was like we'll just try it and see what happens. And if anything, we just feel accomplished knowing that we tried it and we did it, and people loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I'm a sweets guy, so COVID you- <laughs> kind of put a, a damper in that. And then I, you know, we got married, and now I'm pregnant. But there's definitely there's definitely some waffles in the future. I was gonna say the waffles <laughs> have not gone anywhere. You can always revive the waffles for sure. Um, do you have any? Uh, goals that you're currently working on or projects that you're currently working on, the future that you're you're able to share with us or yeah, so <laughs> there's a lot of hurry up and wait um, we're we're waiting on an expansion with Whole Foods um, you know the mid-Atlantic in the northeast uh, it's it's you know again, all the conversations were had pandemic hit, no one's putting a new product yeah. in their grocery store. The grocery store experience changed because a lot of people were scared and they sent Amazon or DoorDash, whatever, yeah. to the grocery store. So, you know, if you set up in a store and people are just there getting what they're supposed to because they're working, people aren't casually like, oh, let me try this peanut butter snack right. bar. It's changed. We're back to retail. And I don't think retail, I thought retail was going to die, but it, it, it didn't. Um, that experience of like, you know, supporting local is still there and, and enjoying that process. Um, so, yeah, again, being able what to do what we did here and like, go to stores and meet people and share our story and share our bar. That's what we're going to try and do up the East Coast. That's the goal for That's this awesome. year. Um, whether it be Whole Foods, uh, whether it be a couple other chains that we've been talking to, um, you know, we're ready, kind of poised for growth. Uh, and again, if it doesn't happen, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's just going to be something that you know is going to have to go into goals for the next year. So, yeah, we we also would like to do you know a couple more. I don't want to say, you know, a couple more flavors, like some fun things and kind of drive some stuff online because we know online is such a great presence Mm -hmm. and we can reach the consumer directly. So I think that's a big, a big goal for us um, is to like really drive some things. Really exciting news that we brought on and we worked with a marketing, several different marketing companies. And the last one we worked with, we met this really awesome young woman who, you know, played college sports around here, new Fro Pro was excited about it and then was like, I want to come work for you. And we're like, uh, like what does that look like? 
And it, and and she joined the team January one. I mean, like we're almost at February, and she joined the team. And like, what a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Is like having someone that, again, you work with a ton of people in a huge organization, and is everyone a hundred percent? Maybe, maybe not. But like, you know who the you know who the studs are. Yeah, you know who like the the people that are going to go above and beyond and put forth a hundred percent effort. And that's what we found. And it's like so refreshing and it's so exciting because like when. When she said, and, and like, I don't know if she said it, but like, I don't, I'm going to get emotional, but she's like, this would be a dream job. I was like, wow. I was like, what? <laughs> and like, I kind of was like, I had to like walk away because I was like, in no way, shape, or form did I think I'd ever be able to provide an experience. Again, not just me, but right. like, have that for somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's awesome. And it was just cool to hear. And I was like, wow. I was like, okay. I was like, I've been on a team like that before. I, you know, like, you know, in co- you know, in high school, and like, you had your, you had your crew, right? You had your people, and um, and that's like kind of what that, that's what like, for, like again, that that feeling. It's just, I, it's hard. To, <laughs> I'm like stumbling over my words. This is hard to describe. Yeah. You know, but uh, you know, aside from the expansion online, um, I've been working on something for two years, and it's like, it's, it's not there yet, but. Hopefully, be able to provide another skew of product um, okay. that uh, you know. Hopefully, we'll be able to get out there by middle middle of this year to end of this year, um, and just some feedback. Nothing crazy, you know. We're a peanut butter snack bar company. You know, we did the almond butter thing. We're not bringing back almond butter. So, if you're listening, that's not happening. But <laughs> uh, yeah, just a couple uh, things like that, and then to provide a couple more experiences like in full, right? Um, for the community, we used to do a bunch of charity work with you know um, some of the charities you're familiar with and like in the fitness space. But uh, to provide that you know same thing where people can come work out, meet people, you know, eat some delicious peanut butter snack bars, jump in a ice barrel cold plunge, perhaps get into a sauna. We're, we're trying to figure figure a couple other experiences out that we can provide that like change my life. Yeah, if that makes sense. And bring people together. Yeah. Well, I love it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll definitely be on the lookout for your new product. I will. I will make sure that you get to try it before <laughs> it gets out there, for sure. Well, before we close up, let's yep. remind everybody, if they want to try for a pro now after they've heard this, where can they do that or how can they do that? Easiest thing, um, you can go to your local Whole Foods if you're in Florida. Um, and ask for FroPro. It's usually right there, either right at the checkout aisle or at one of the cases that hold coffees, waters. Sometimes it's uh, just there's like some ice cream products by mm-hmm. it. But yeah, FroPro snack bar, organic peanut butter snack bar. You can also go um, onto our website. We offer subscription services direct. You know, again, we mail direct. You can find us on Amazon. We prefer that you come to our website um, just because it's, uh, again, you get that experience just like you would as Amazon. Um, again, we, we love Amazon because they do allow anybody to access our product. But yeah, reach out to us. If you have any questions, we'd love, for your, you know, we'd love to hear from you. You're not going to get a bot. You're not going to get customer service. You'll get my wife, Chelsea, um, Emily or Danny, um, or myself. And uh, yeah, we just, you know, we love to hear from people and understand like, you know what's good, what's not good. If you like it, you don't like it. We like feedback, so please, please check us out. Or you can find me on Instagram at um, mwar williams, mwar williams on Instagram, um, LinkedIn, Matt Williams, Facebook, Matt Williams. I think that's it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I I really appreciate you coming out. I hope I was able to provide some uh, goal setting experience. You definitely did. Cool. 
<laughs> cool. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Um, if you are looking for this, it'll be obviously on our Wake Up the Sun uh, podcast uh, here shortly, as well as the Banyan podcast. Please go check that out. It's on, I believe, Spotify, iTunes, and all major podcast stations. Um, I believe there's also some video. Videos, I believe, on, was it YouTube? Or... And Instagram. Awesome. So again, thanks for listening. Just a little bit about uh, my story and my goal setting in the new year with the Banyan Podcast and Alyssa Schapper. As always, have a most triumphant day.